Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. It's been a bit since we've talked about COVID, and I think it's time for a little bit of a refresher. Obviously, we're in the summer of 2022, if you can believe it. We have summer travel, we have weddings, we have conferences where people want attendees to come back in person, and we're just with each other more. Restaurants are filling up more. Reservations are harder to get. So even though we've got this new variant, which is obviously very concerning, many people, I think, the term COVID fatigue has really come to pass, right? People are really feeling like, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I don't want to have to worry about what I am doing about COVID. Now, if you've been traveling this summer, you know you'll see a lot of people wearing masks. You'll see some people not wearing masks. You'll talk to people who are nervous about being on a plane or in a train and folks who aren't, right? But as an employer, there's a very interesting phenomenon that's going on right now. Many, many employees did not get sick before now. They did not get COVID. Now, of course, we have so many hundreds of thousands of people who have been affected by COVID, who have died, who have lost family members. It's been absolutely tragic and heartbreaking. But the numbers are showing that until recently, many workplaces had not been affected by COVID at all. There were no positive cases. There were no outbreaks. There were no folks who needed to use COVID-19 supplemental sick leave. Just wasn't happening. Well, now we are seeing a pretty significant uptick. And depending on where you live and what your local health departments are doing, Some of them are considering requiring indoor masking again. There's a lot going on. And from an employment perspective, you've got these sort of four things that need to be at the front of your mind when it comes to COVID, right? The first thing is contact tracing. You still have to figure out who was in the presence of someone who ended up being positive and what do you have to do about that individual. Also, of course, we've got exposure notices. Who do you need to tell about what's going on? You have testing obligations. You also may want to provide testing uh, voluntarily. And then you've got exclusion pay, right? Remember, exclusion pay is not the same thing as COVID-19 sick leave. Exclusion pay is when you have to exclude someone from the workplace because they've been exposed to COVID. So, We have a couple of ideas to help you stay as sane as possible here when it comes to COVID. Obviously, I can't believe we're still talking about COVID. March 2020 seems like 100 years ago to me. And here we are. I'm not sure we'll ever stop talking about COVID. But there are some things you can do from an employment perspective that I think will really help you keep connected to what your obligations are. And also, of course, make sure you're protecting your most important asset in the organization, which is, of course, your people. So first of all, 
we really think it's important for you to remind employees, look, if you have COVID-19 related symptoms, you need to stay home. Let's not have a discussion about it. I have a very good friend who just went to a retreat this weekend and everybody was told to test before and they were told not to come with symptoms. Two people came with symptoms. And now my friend and her husband, both of whom are significantly immunocompromised, have COVID. And to be honest, I could strangle those people who came with symptoms. What are you doing? How selfish could you be? If you've got symptoms, stay home. That's all there is to it. Now, I love the CDC's COVID checker. There's a symptom checker. It's a great widget you can put on your phone or uh, you, we can download it as employers. We can put it on our internet or our intranets where people can check and say, all right, should I be out in the universe today? And again, this applies whether we're talking about employees, vendors, consultants, members of the public, customers, you name it. The idea is if we've got symptoms that could be COVID, again, you're not going to necessarily know right away that it is, but if you have symptoms that could be COVID, you should be staying home. The second thing we want you to do is make sure you are really following your local public health website because every county is different. Every state is different. Many jurisdictions are now looking at bringing back face coverings, even for people who are vaccinated in particular counties and cities. So you do need to make sure that you are really on top of what are the requirements, not only where your office is, but remember it's where your employees do business. So if you have employees who are traveling as part of their jobs, and they may be going through four, five, six different counties in a week, you've got to make sure you know the rules in all of those jurisdictions. Now, the third thing is remember that when we talk about contact tracing, we've got a new definition of close contact, right? That 15-minute rule is out the window. So if somebody has been in contact with someone during their infectious period, that's going to be considered a close contact. And we have a number of blog posts that you can go back and look at for some details on the definition. I, I don't want to torture you at this point, but make sure you are really up to date with what is that definition and who do you have to perform contact tracing on, right? Remember, the point of contact tracing is to identify who may have been affected in your workplace and who should be excluded from the workplace because they may be contagious, right? That's the point of this. So make sure that you understand what the new definition of close contact is for your industry. It depends on, do you operate an assisted living facility? Do you work in a hospital? Do you work in an office? Do you work on a farm? All of those factors come into play where you work, how closely you work with others, how long you're in the presence of others. Those factors are very important when you're talking about who is a close contact and therefore who must be traced so you can figure out who should be excluded from work. The fourth thing I want you to do is think about these exposure notices, right? 
Remember that you've got to notify employees who are exposed to COVID-19 during their infectious period. And a lot of these definitions have changed in terms of what is an infectious period. So again, make sure you look at the California Department of Public Health orders, and you also look at your public health websites because the definitions change depending on where you are and where your employees are providing services. Now, what about testing? Okay, this is another thing I want you to think about because testing is something that has confused a lot of people. Obviously, if you're in the state of California, you're an agency within the state of California, there is mandatory testing under most circumstances. But remember, testing comes into play when you have an outbreak or a major outbreak. So an outbreak, remember, is three or more positive cases within a 14-day period. In that situation, you're going to make testing available, all right? And during a major outbreak, which is 20 or more positive cases within a 30-day period, you're going to test all of your employees, right? Now, obviously, to the extent somebody says they need a reasonable accommodation, um, to be excluded from the testing because of their religious belief or medical condition. You're going to go through your processes there. But the testing is a critical part of preventing further exposure and infection. So look, here's the deal. When it comes to COVID, all right, tell people to stay home. Make sure you're paying attention to your local websites, your public health websites. Understand how contact tracing works. Who is a close contact? What are you supposed to do with close contacts? And also make sure you're offering testing and requiring testing when you should be. Now, what a lot of our clients have asked us about is COVID-specific policies. They want to know, Jen, COVID may be over soon. Honestly, I don't think so, but maybe so. If COVID is over soon, do we really want to have COVID-specific policies? And I got to tell you, in March 2020, my answer was probably not. This is going to be over in a few months. You don't need to have something new in your handbook. You don't need to have a new protocol that is put you know, in a formal process. You can issue a memo. You can issue an email to let people know what's going on. But here we are in August of 2022 you're going to need some COVID-19 related policies. You're going to need remote work policies. You're going to need exposure policies. You're going to need testing policies. There are a lot of things you're going to want to write down so there is no confusion. So nobody can say, oh, I didn't know that was our requirement. I didn't know that was our process. Now, obviously, if you've got people who are 100% remote working, many of these obligations aren't going to come into play, right? Because you're not worried about an exposure. You're not worried about exclusion pay. You've got people who are home already. But I want you to really think this through carefully. Understand what you're supposed to be doing. Understand what your policy should say. How are you going to implement them so they make sense for your individual workplace? Sure, you can go to the SHRM website and print out a sample and tailor it, but don't just adopt it as your own. These COVID issues are very unique to each workplace. You've got to think about who are my employees? What do they do every day? 
Where do they work? Who do they interact with? Those are the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourselves to really figure out what is the most appropriate COVID protocols for your workplace. One size does not fit all. Now, we've provided, of course, a lot of template documents to our clients and friends to try to help them get through this very challenging, very crazy time. But we always tell you guys, you got to tailor them. You got to get them in shape so that they reflect your actual practices and your actual protocols. If you don't do that, you have a situation where, number one, you're going to have written policies that don't reflect what you actually do. Because remember, most people aren't going to look at the policy and say, oh, I need to change what we're doing. This is what we should be doing from now on. Unless you tell them that, unless you say, hey, I'm issuing a new requirement, a new policy, a new program, a new protocol, and this is what I need you to be doing and this is why. Please take the time to explain the why. Your employees need to understand that. You know, it shouldn't be a situation of because I said so. Remember, last week we talked about recruitment and retention and how important it is to know what makes your employees tick. Please talk to them. Understand what they need. Ask them what's working for them and what isn't. That's how you're going to make sure your policies make sense and your protocols make sense and you're doing what you need to be doing. The bottom line is we have to be responsible employers. We all have different political beliefs. We have different perspectives and views about COVID. We have religious beliefs that can come into play. I get all that. But as an employer, we have to figure out what we're doing apart from our own individual beliefs and perspectives. We have to do what's right for the organization as a whole. You may have different policies and practices for different parts of the organization, for different employees, for different work groups. That's okay. Just make sure you're being transparent. You're showing integrity. You're out there letting people know what you're doing. And don't be afraid every once in a while to say, I don't know the right answer. I'm working it out. I'm trying to figure it out. That's what COVID has been about for so many of us, is learning to just say, I want to do the right thing. I want to make sure I'm doing what I should be doing. I need to call someone. I need to look something up. I need a little help. So I don't want you to be afraid to ask for that. Work together. Collaborate. Be supportive of each other. Many of you don't work in the same organization, obviously. We have thousands of people listening to this podcast but you're working in the same industry. Pick up the phone, call your colleagues, call people you currently work with, people you used to work with, and get some ideas. Several heads are always better than one when it comes to COVID-19 compliance. So take some time, think through what you're doing, and really think about what your organization needs. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at 
Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.